Hello, everybody. Welcome to 3Q New Mexico's business podcast. I am your host, Pam Myers, and my wonderful co-host is the fabulous Erica Yoakum. Our guest today is John Grope. John is the founder of Southwest Composites. Um, The company was founded in 1994, and John has a passion for manufacturing quality products and innovative solutions. So thanks for joining us today, John. Great. Thanks for having me. So I, so like what kind of things I was reading kind of through your site and, and so there were some interesting things on there. So what's your biggest thing that you, what's your not biggest, like big, but what's your most, what do you do the most, the best, most popular product? There you go. The most best, the most best, the most best. Uh, you know, the, we do a lot of CNC machining. So that starts out with some engineering, which we we do and I enjoy. I still do much of the conceptual engineering here. Uh, and then over the last few years, it's been recreational products. So we do a lot in the carbon fiber backpack market, mm-hmm. oh. which has been uh, a, a big thing for us. We also do a lot in the bicycle, carbon fiber bicycle industry. We make the molds and tools for some U.S. manufacturers. That's very exciting. Uh, We get involved in some other recreational products with uh, canoe paddles and things that we're involved in, a little bit in the pickle paddle market, and pickleball paddle. And then uh, we do... A lot of stuff that's not nearly as interesting for our national labs here in town. So, uh, so wow. I, I, I'm asking because I'm from Northern California and we had we had a company in Santa Rosa that got, uh, they were doing the plastics for um, uh, Star Wars. So mm-hmm. they made like the first Stormtrooper plastic the thing you know the whole thing and the guy was in santa rosa and it was hysterical because you know when the movie came out everyone was like <laughs> and then it blew up right and then and so he's running around with stormtrooper gear that it, it was like that was like that that's what put them on the map was stormtrooper gear so um because we're doing movies and stuff like that in new mexico do you guys get to do any fun stuff like in the movies or You know, from time to time, uh, actually, we did a project for Breaking Bad. Uh, Of course. Yes. And they had some, they they were, they did one of the filmings was in the Four Corners. And they had, apparently there's a rock you sit on that has a plaque on it. And they made the rock and they actually had us recreate the bronze plaque in which they kept as a memento, but... They created that in the studio here in town, and we recreated the bronze plaque that. Oh, that's hilarious! Is the four yeah. corners? Fine. How fun. Now, before we went live, you said something about so the company's been around since 1994, mm-hmm. and then you rebranded in 2014 to put composite in. So you you've been doing this a very long time. Like, how does one get into? your business. I mean, you're like, yeah. Hey, I'm going to, I want to make that. And then it turns into, let me make it for you. And then sure. there. by accident, <laughs> <laughs> 
the 30 years did anyone really start out when they were a young person and be like, I'm going to create a dynasty. And I mean, maybe Musk and others had that yeah, right? vision, but now back in 1994, I it just, I started, you know, my business kind of started, I am a, you know, I'm a, a journeyman tool maker. I served my apprenticeship in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And from, I graduated from high school and I started in the apprenticeship program about four months later and in a big factory with 200 adult men and uh, I probably grew up a little faster. <laughs> Maybe soured on adult life a little quicker than I should have. <laughs> uh, served, in, served my apprenticeship program, great experience, 10,000 hours uh, of training. It was just fantastic. Lived in Minneapolis for a few years. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife of 30 years, uh, we decided to move out west. Uh, she got a job at Presbyterian Hospital mm -hmm. uh, in the pediatric intensive care where, wow. she has, where she has worked for 31 years. First and only job. Wow. But I was hanging out and I had some foundry experience and I ended up working in just a small foundry out in Moriarty, New Mexico for a few years. And one thing led to another and here I am. Wow. That's, wow. that's, that's my story. Nobody slow. does that anymore. Like I was just, I, I mean, I, cause I've got, you know, I've got a college age, I've got college age kids and I'm like, nobody has one job for their whole life anymore. Nobody does that anymore. And then here y'all proving me wrong. I've done <laughs> the same thing for 42 years. Wow. Wow. So you must like it. Either that or you're just like a real glutton for punishment. But <laughs> I do. I enjoy. I'm a, you know, at heart, I'm a maker. You know, yeah. I'm a maker. Wow. I like making things. I like putting my hands on things. The uh the business entity, I you know, I enjoy the challenge, but it's not my core competency. And uh, I've done my best to surround myself with people who can do that better than me. Amen. How many employees do you have, John? Uh, there is 15 of us. Wow. Uh -huh. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. We, we, in part of the rebranding, we just moved into a new building, a uh, new facility uh, right at the beginning of COVID. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, you know the, the, the people wanted to get rid of it. And at that time, you know, the bank was giving away money and, and it was, it was a good time to do it. And then we were locked down for a few months and we had some time and energy to, you know, really refurbish the place. It was, uh, it was abandoned for 10 years before we bought it. Wow. It needed some, needed some love. And Lots. that's where you are. That's where you are now. So you are in your. Currently. Yeah, yeah. yeah, kind of yeah. in the Eubank, Eubank Central area. Okay. Oh, I wasn't even close. I wasn't even close, Pam. I was saying, <laughs> oh, I think that's over by the I like but I twenty five and and yeah, I'm way off. Okay, so no. Eubank. Okay, other no. side of town. The general, the general streets, General Chanel, General, are all kind of down off of, between Eubank and Wyoming. All right. Wow. Very wow. cool. Yeah. Very cool. And 
what how was it so so during covid then um because erica usually asks this question so how, you, you got through it by revamping your space so then when everything lifted you were all ready set go we we are we're a project based company mm-hmm. so kind of when covid started to come in we still had a lot of projects Okay. You know, like ongoing contracts, ongoing projects. So like we thought like, this is great. Like we're working, we're cruising right through. We're working with the government labs who have got things, programs in, in process. And unfortunately, I think the reality came about two years later, like really just at the end of last year, we're like, so all those projects that Sandia works on that take years to develop and evolve into finally making something. The gap has were, finally caught up to you. Yeah, yeah, they were working on this for two years. Right. I'm not sure that, you know, that that's factual, but many of the stuff we work on is project-based manufacturing. and Well, you know. anything governmental is, yeah. Five takes years <laughs> takes forever. Right. It's like a very slow moving machine. Yes. <laughs> sure. sure. If we could, can we postpone the election for another five? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, uh, you work for independent, like individuals as well, right? For the general public as well as the labs and. Yes. Yeah. We do a fair bit with, you know, uh, like even today, I'm working with some uh, entrepreneurs. I've got uh, one gentleman who's making basically a carbon fiber pogo stick. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> that sounds Kind of his invention, and he's been working on it for a while. And then I was over the last, and I've been working with him for quite some time. And then I had a gentleman from back in uh, Wisconsin that, uh, needed a prosthetic for a hockey stick that, you know, uh, to hold on his, holding on his, uh, he's missing a a lower extremity on his arm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we do, you know, we do that. And then certainly a lot of even this backpack companies were, we work with our, you know, we would say they're kind of, you know, boutique, you know, Mm -hmm. boutique companies, they're selling 10, 20,000 a year where, you know, these higher end, you know, kind of a North Face brand that we all recognize is they move those kind of products in a couple of weeks. So what's your, what's your favorite project that you've worked on (laughs) ever? Like you are like, you taught even today you go, wow, I can't believe we got to work on that. It would, it would still have to be when we worked in the foundry industry, uh, you know, the foundry, the tooling that takes to make a motor block or a gearbox or some milling and mining equipment, it's, it's always cast because it's, it's geometry. You know, there's a lot of geometry, there's shape and pieces. And, and ultimately, you know, I'm like, I'm a master of shape. Mm-hmm. Shape is my thing. You know, we always joke like anyone can make rounds and squares. You know, but we we make shape and uh, we built this a very like we got aligned with some foundries in Los Angeles. We made gear gearboxes. Doesn't sound very exciting, but they can get extremely complicated. 
And I worked on one gearbox in a when I worked in in the pattern shop in Minneapolis, and it was what drives the rotor system on top of a helicopter. It articulates Ooh. the blades and spins. It took uh, about ten guys like two and a half years to make the one tool. I, 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 the numbers were about fifteen thousand man hours. Wow! To make the job, so that's uh, that's seven guys for one year to work wow. on the job. One hundred and twenty different molds and parts and pieces that all basically made a component that that you can pick up by hand. I mean, it's it's that big, but still takes. But the intricacies, yeah. I mean, I've the intricacies are are. Oh, more rage. complicated the, the, yeah. the more I, the more I get into it, you know. Wow. Yeah, because there's lot. Yeah, talk about your geometry. You got to get yes, but oh yeah, yeah. That's like wow. And then there's no real room for error because there are people in under flying underneath that thing. So it is tested everything. and retested and pressurized and qualified and quantified. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. None, of, none of that's happening. As long as all the bolts are tight, we're you're in good shape. <laughs> so uh, uh, on an on an average project, like say I'm gonna, I have an idea for a carbon fiber pogo stick, and I come to you saying, John, I need your help. I want I want this designed. What is what is it? What's the timeline on something like that from start to finish? Well, you know, in our world, in the manufacturing world, and this, like 3D printing has made this even more apparent yeah. that, you know, mm -hmm. the 3D printing lives on what's called a CAD file, a computer-aided mm -hmm. design. Right. You don't build anything anymore without a computer-aided design. When you need, if you're going to make some 3D printed glass frames, you need that file and that goes into the 3D printer. Our system isn't much different. You know, we need that file to run our computer systems. So you come to me with an idea, an innovation, you know, the, uh, the napkin sketch, so to speak. And then at that time, you know, I can create the CAD file. You know, I go into, a, we have SolidWorks, which is kind of standard of the industry for this design work that we do. And then I would work with you if you have more, a little further along the line, maybe we can do some 3D scanning of it. And then once we have that object, which is called a parametric model on which we can weigh and twist and quantify, you say we want an aluminum, we want in carbon fiber, this can be tested and analyzed. And then at that point, uh, we would then, you know, do some baseline engineering. And this is the stuff that excites me, right? It's, it's kind of the front end of the innovation of making, you know, either make for or making a part that's moving from a legacy material, maybe wood or a spring and a pogo stick application. You know, how many kids have got their fingers pinched in the pogo stick spring, got the pant leg caught in there, right? Like it's a cool idea. So um, that's how it starts. It starts with the design. It starts with us getting a little back and forth, some feedback of, of what you're doing. And, you know, when all the entrepreneurs and inventors come to me and, and we work with 
you know, dozens over the years. And usually the conversation ends. It's like, Pam, you would like to make a carbon fiber pogo stick. <laughs> I think that's a pretty cool idea. And I tell you what, you go and you do some research and you can tell me how many you can sell and how much you're going to sell them for. And you come on back and I'll talk about taking your money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I felt like a pit in my stomach a few times when I'm like, sure, we'll do the prototyping. And then like, you know, they give me the check. I'm like, what are you going to do now? It's like, I don't know. I've got the coolest $10,000 pogo stick you'll ever see, but I have no yeah. idea who I'm going to sell them to or how much I'm ever going to sell them for. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Interesting. That yeah. audio it consumes a lot of time. Now what? Yeah. 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 It's, the, it's the now what that's the tough. <laughs> you, should, you should know the now what before you, you know, I'm, I'm happy to give you the manufacturing advice, but and I can certainly give you some, you give you ballpark figures, but if you're like, Hey, I can sell it for 400 bucks and then we can, we're going to sell it for 400. We need to manufacture that for some factor of that. And then, all right, if I got a hundred bucks to make it now, we got a number to work with. Right. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. wow. Well, that makes sense. That's so cool. So, so I've got, yeah, a, kid, yeah, I've got a kid in the architecture program and, and so he's working in like Rhino and he's creating these, you know, these things and he's getting into CAD programs yep. and, and all that kind of stuff. And I've, I also have a uh, four 3d printers, three, uh, one resin and three um, filament in my garage. My husband's totally into that. So we're Perfect. very familiar with all of those, those yes. files and it's very fiddly. Feeding, it's very yeah. fiddly. Yes. <laughs> they, they are not just plug and play like everyone would hope. It's everyone like, and oh. everyone thinks it's like, Oh, just take this and then make that. And it's like, yeah, but it's like three dimensional. That's different than just drawing something. You gotta like, it's gotta, you gotta be able to, you know, pick it up and move it around, and it gets, it's very fiddly. So, yeah. and and wanting to do that for forty plus years, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, <laughs> my brains would be leaking out of my things. Things have changed. You know, we <laughs> we first kind of encountered the, you know, I've been in it long enough that like first thing kind of came on like. CNC's computer things came in, right? This was kind of a, a change in our dynamic of, of tradesmen, right? Yeah. When I was in the trades in Milwaukee, we all, everything was built by hand, mm -hmm. right? And then the computers kind of came in and that changed the dynamic a little bit, the skill set a little bit. And then uh, globalization kind of mm -hmm. happened. You know, mm -hmm. like, oh my God, you know, the, we're free market all over the world. And uh, you know, people work for a lot less than, than we do all over the world. And that's, you know, that's the way it is. And, you know, strangely enough, like we're in another like AI pinch. Right. Yep. It is affecting, yep. it is affecting our business and how we, mm -hmm. you know, how we build relationships and lack of relationships and everyone just goes on there and instant quoting and instant making and, platforms that you can get 3d printing you can go on there right now and seven o'clock in the morning you know a ups guy is going to show up with that part in the box for you it's 
incredible. It's really incredible. Wow. But it, then it comes down to quality because we're, right. so, so we do this, like I, we do audiobooks, right? And and there, yeah, there's AI voices out there that are doing audiobooks and things like that, but you can see and hear the quality difference. So I imagine you, you, you guys are, are kind of positioning yourself as the white glove, high level quality, hands-on folk rather than it's getting spit out by some machine somewhere that's not really been thought through no. kind of thing. That's it's, I know I'm, I'm right there with you. It's just having, it's positioning the, I don't want to say, I don't know. I don't want to say humans against the machine because I say please and thank you to all my machines all the time. I'm very polite. And so when they take over, they recognize this face and this voice as a friend, right? That's my, that's my goal. Good luck. Good luck there. Right. Exactly. Right. That's what, yeah. Um, but but there's something to be said about having a, a, a smaller, more hands-on, like I said, higher end, higher mm -hmm. quality where, you know, people have actually thought through the whole thing rather than just pushed a button and hope for the best. Right. It is. But unfortunately, you know, oftentimes you people got to give it a try and mm -hmm. maybe see what that bad quality cost. You know, why does one cost? this and the other costs twice as much. Why should right. I pay twice as much? Or I'm going to buy the one that's, you know, I'm not twice as much. They're half as much, mm -hmm. right? Why should I buy the one that's the standard price? I'll buy the one that's half price. And then I don't like it. I can always go. But in a lot of applications, it might be good enough. And and I think it's also, uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be honest to say that there's excellent people and competitors globally that uh, that are just able to make the stuff a, a lot less expensive than we are. Mm, you know, I, I spent uh, uh, I spent some time about a year ago today. I went to uh, Vietnam and Cambodia mm. and uh, spent some time and through Cambodia. Uh, interesting. That's a whole nother topic. But <laughs> kind of to look you know, look at what was manufacturing in Vietnam. And as American manufacturers, we don't we don't stand a chance. No uh -huh. way, no way. They've got so many workers willing to work for really low wages, mm -hmm. quality, skill, ethics, loyalty, everything that you know that uh, you know. Kind of the original, you know, our original competitor in China had, and these people are following there, and it's a. It's tough. You need a lot of pieces made, big volumes. You you need to make this stuff offshore. They're they're set up for it. Wow. In Albuquerque, New Mexico, if I do, if I had to hire fifty people in twenty twenty four, if I had to hire fifteen people in twenty twenty four, then that would be huge. Mm -hmm. That would be huge for us. And you went to AJ, you probably fire hire fifty people a day wow. eternally. Yeah. So would, would you say that's your biggest challenge is the current market and how AI has affected it? No, no, no. We pivoted out of that. You know, we are in part of the reason why we switched into, into carbon composites uh, is one is we saw the value of high performance, lightweight products, mm -hmm. airplanes, automobiles, everything lighter, anything that uses energy uses less energy when it's lighter. Yeah. No way around that, period. Mm -hmm. Right. So we saw an opportunity there. 
And then we also uh, really started to feel the, you know, what, what some people call the skills gap. And it was really seeing less young people. And I also have two daughters that recently graduated from college and just not, you know, they're skilled. They can do the work. They just don't see, maybe see the value uh, in like being in, in a trade. Mm-hmm. You know, so as I was running a tool shop, I was just struggling and struggling year after year to find people who knew the trades and really people who are interested in learning and, and seeing it, you know, as things change, right? Globalization came and all of a sudden, wow, my, you know, now we're competing globally. That's tough on my paycheck. And now we're competing with AI and that's tough on my paycheck. And, you know, so these things have come in. It's, it's really not as quite as stable, you know, maybe as it once was, but the stability times have lasted for a decade in between, you know, right. each each one of those. So. Right. I guess it's the ability and the desire to want to overcome these things that keep you moving forward, right? I mean, it, 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 it'd be easy enough. And lots of folks did when 2020 rolled around and things shut down. They were like, yep, that's it. That's my sign. I'm out. And so, I mean, they did. We saw restaurants shut down and businesses closed. And like down here in Los Lunas, Luna Mansion closed. And they just said, nah, you know what? It's just not even worth the effort to bring it back. Now it's on for sale. Anybody want to buy a Luna Mansion? $1.8 million. But, you know, people did. They walked away from businesses because it was just wasn't, it wasn't going to work. You know, it's like that. Like I said, that, that was their sign. So wanting to overcome that, that's a big that's a big thing. That's and and you used my my favorite word pivot. Pivot is the word that we heard over and over and over again in well, 2020. The folks that figured out what that pivot was right. and and decided they wanted to pivot and and find a way to make it work. That's what keeps the doors open. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Would you agree? I had no plan B. entrepreneurs who the hell has a plan b dude take your swim you know we're living or dying you know that's all about me baby if it ain't me yeah i'm dead yeah Yeah, exactly there is no there is no biz without me so we would say that let let the trumpet never sound retreat (laughs) (laughs) love it love it there you go yeah love it well john thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today yeah now i'm like I'm, i gotta introduce i gotta tell my kid about you because he'd, he'd be have him come kid. over i'll give him a tour we make yeah. some, we make some really cool stuff right? and he's like he's a great designer and uh yeah and and so i'm i'm and and i'm so i'm always like trying to hook him up with cool folks that he can go come on in we got a, a i got a fairly youthful group here you know we we take you know boys into men and men into machinists and um, <laughs> so it's 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 been great yeah he's welcome anytime and we can come over and uh, show him how uh, a machine shop operates and we run a, a tight a lean manufacturing facility so it's you know if I have any, if cleanliness is next to godliness, I, there's hope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. Okay, so I'm gonna throw your website up here. So swcompositeworks.com, and um, yeah, I I think it's brilliant. It's, I love, yeah, it's it's always so interesting that 
diversity of, of businesses that we have in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know you existed until you showed up on the schedule to talk to today. So I'm really, <laughs> really excited to, to, right. to spread the word and let Great. people know. Great. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I enjoyed talking with you as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. 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 Thanks All right. So much. Thanks everybody for listening. Okay. And Thank we'll you. see you. Uh, yeah. We'll see you soon. Thank you. See you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.